0: FM Pittsburgh
1: Break the, Break down the, walls. The, and
0: the, the Steelers went 13-3 and And it doesn't mean anything The Steelers won the division And it doesn't mean anything The Steelers got the number two seed And it doesn't mean anything Four players made all pro And it doesn't mean anything Eight players made the Pro Bowl, and it doesn't mean anything. Who knows? Maybe Antonio Brown wins the MVP, or Ben does, and it won't mean anything. For the Steelers, it is a wasted season, a total failure of a season. They should refund everybody's ticket money and issue a public apology because they talked a lot of Yang and beat a lot of backup quarterbacks but when it mattered most, the Steelers totally soiled the bed. Yesterday should be the only thing remembered about the Steelers' season. Hey Steelers, you are paper champions and nothing more. And guess what? You just made the list! That's what the Steelers are. They're paper champions. They run the North. Ha! They don't run squat. And they couldn't win one for the Gipper. Like they promised. Hey, we kept hearing about winning for Shazier. Mitchell guaranteed it. Hashtag shall leave. So now it's fair to say they let the guy down, right? That's why saying stuff like that making guarantees is such a slippery slope. The list is brought to you by Matt Mertz, Plum, and Count on a name you can trust. Call 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Uh, It's my experience that in big football games, things go back very much to the basics. And yesterday, the Steelers got killed at the line of scrimmage. Beat up at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball especially on defense, especially on the second half, first half rather, especially in the first half. But uh, the Steelers showed up all full of themselves and the Jags punched them in the mouth on both sides of the ball. And like I keep saying, the Steelers don't show up for work. They show up to have fun. They show up because it's super wonderful, crazy fun time. skippity do. Jacksonville under Tom Coughlin now, he's the uh, director of football ops, they show up for work. They take it very seriously all the time. New England shows up for work. They take it very seriously all the time. The chaos with the Steelers doesn't happen with the Patriots. I mean, you had like the flight Gate, some other stuff, but the Steelers had chaos this year on a weekly basis, new chaos every week, and I think it added up, and even if it's not the reason they lost yesterday, it sure enough made them look bad, especially upon their early exit, this group of guys has talent, but no brains, no balls, and no humility, you're not going to win with this group, or that culture, this is the era of the no ring mafia, Lev Bell's career will come and go. He won't win a Super Bowl. Antonio Brown's career will come and go. He won't win a Super Bowl. That is this group of guys. And Antonio Brown was brilliant yesterday. He did a lot, just not quite enough to win. Lev Bell, he got taken out of the game when the Steelers fell behind 21 nothing, But they didn't win, and he was on the team. The individual must be responsible for the collective in pro sports, but with the Steelers, the attitude of the individuals are following the collective. I don't think anybody with a brain can possibly have a doubt about that at this point. I was surprised to hear Ben's coming back. I thought he might have had enough, but uh, I got a feeling the coordinator won't be coming back, and that'll make Ben more enthusiastic about coming back. Haley's contract uh, is expiring, and let's be blunt, if they were going to keep him, he would have already since been extended. Let's go to Terry on the waterfront. Terry, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. Uh, you know, question about the Steelers the last eight or ten years.
1: What would you say, is if you had to pick a position group, what would you say is the weakest group on the team? And I have a Over the
0: last eight or ten years, why does that matter? Well, I mean, since Tomlin's been coached, let me refer- Why does that matter?
1: Well, I, I, I'll i tell you what I think. It's been the secondary, and what is his background? Defense, specifically, secondary. Can't yeah, be this secondary.
0: is gibberish. See you later. Secondary has some young guys in it. Artie Burns had a nightmare yesterday. I think they've tried to address it. I'm not going to blame Tomlin for that. Let's go to Virgil in the Hill District. Virgil, you're on with Double M. What up, man? What up? Yeah, I think whenever
1: they signed Joe Hayden... Uh, that was because they never do that. They were worried about what they had
0: defensively, but all year. Well, I think that was I mean, a good get, don't you, Virgil?
1: Oh, oh yeah. But I, I think it—you know—very rarely do they ever go out of their way to sign guys to pick guys up on waivers. Um, so it was a good get. That, that's awesome. But my point is, the entire year with the offense finally clicked. Okay, they had some redstone deficiencies. There was nine or ten games where the defense let up huge amount of points, and got gashed. So for four possessions yesterday, Ben's pick, his fumble for a touchdown, and the two fourth downs, to me, those are the only possessions the Steelers didn't score, didn't do something good on. Think how hard that is for an offense to have to do that to hold the defense accountable and stay in games for an entire year. They were just on the right side for most of the year. Yesterday they weren't.
0: Well, don't you agree, and again, this is a small thing, and I know it seems like I'm harping on it, But don't you think, given the strength of the offense and the weakness of the defense, that when Tomlin won the coin flip, he should have taken the ball? Totally, because if you come out and you score a touchdown there, then maybe, just
1: maybe Jacksonville rolls them no matter what, but maybe Jacksonville's like, "Uh uh-oh, this is different than the team we played back early in the year.
0: You see, I thought when Jacksonville drove and established that they were going to dominate the line and Fournette ran over people and they took a 7-0 lead to boot, I thought that was a real bad look, and it certainly sucked the air out of the stadium uh, too early in that game yesterday.
1: And and the other thing is, I can't remember the last time they blocked a punt when they didn't get points off of blocking a punt. I kind of knew their fate was sealed, kind of like if you don't score on a 5 one 3 in hockey, you don't deserve to win, even though it happens sometimes. But yeah,
0: actually, stopped. actually, Virgil, that's something I had not yet brought up. Uh, the one time I thought they might win was when they blocked the punt
1: same here i thought wow if that never happened
0: because they got the ball in good field position with a chance to tie the game
1: and then they didn't convert on a fourth and one in that situation too right if i remember right
0: <laughs> well there were so many that it's it's hard to remember thank you for the call virgil let's go to uh alec in indiana alec you're on with double m
1: yeah hello I felt that the Steelers' defense was an absolute atrocity. And I hate to say it, but when Shazier is out, he covered a lot of those weaknesses and flaws we had. And when he's gone, you can really tell it apart. Oh, no
0: question. Shazier's speed covered up for what so many others lack. Not just speed, but what they lacked as players.
1: Yes, exactly. And, I mean, it's not like we went against Tom Brady. It was Blake Bortles. I know everyone's been trash on him. And how bad he is, but he still he picked apart our defense. Him and Fournette picked apart our defense.
0: Oh, I don't think uh, Bortles did much besides not lose the game. I do think that uh, Fournette had a real good game, especially early when the uh, Jaguars punched the Steelers in the mouth. Not only beating them on the line of scrimmage, but I mean, I bet the reason Mike Mitchell didn't talk to the media today was his lungs probably collapsed from fournette stepping on his chest same with uh bince the killer bench warmer which is what he should be next year uh fournette ran those guys over they were roadkill jacksonville got the ball and delivered a message and took a lead right away and in some ways the steelers never recovered from that let's go to will will you're on with double m
1: yo super genius hey man um uh, you, you said earlier about the culture, right? the culture's not you, you can't win with this culture, but do you think that Tomlin has enabled this culture? of course he, he has. has so so why is he like infallible? why can't he because they're him?
0: just not going to fire him if if they could get josh mcdaniels well they're but, okay Will, they're not going to fire Tomlin, and they shouldn't. Tomlin has the second best winning percentage among active head coaches. He has the 15, 15th best winning percentage of all time. They're not going to fire him. He does a good job. He's just not going to get him to a Super Bowl. The culture he's enabled will not allow that. I'm telling you, all y'all think the Steelers might get to the Super Bowl next year or the year after, they're not going to get to a Super Bowl with this coach, this culture, or this group of players. They're just not. They're just not going to do it. Period. And I've been telling you this for a lot of years. And they ain't been to a Super Bowl since I figured it out. I would hope by now you're not dumb enough where you haven't figured it out. But I'm certainly entertaining that strong possibility. 105.9 The X.
1: And now the super genius, Mark Madden. The
0: cream comes to the top. I feel like I'm just bubbling over. you wear pants while you're on the air? Because I wouldn't. Who told you? The X at 105.9. Here's some uh, strange news being tweeted by Ed Bouchette, the Post-Gazette football writer. He says Ben Roethlisberger has told teammates he wants to play at least three more years. Well, that's hard to believe after Ben was just talking retirement uh, this prior offseason, but Ben's still that good. He proved it. Ever since uh, that Week 5 debacle against Jacksonville, Ben's been one of the very best quarterbacks in the league. If I were him, I'd take it one year at a time, and I'm sure, really, that's what it comes down to. I think Ben saying he'd like to play three more years is based on him continuing to play as he did for most of this season. Cam Hayward's been quoted as saying, today, that the city deserves a champion. I love Cam, great player, but blah, blah, blah. That's all I hear is talk. Okay, deliver next time, and shut your guys up before you try to deliver. Because the constant chaos, I really do think, just added up in a negative fashion as the Steelers entered the playoffs. A couple tweets, the Black Rhino tweets regarding Tomlin's winning percentage, which I cited, 15th all-time among NFL coaches. The Black Rhino tweets, F win percentage. Out of his career, he's won one Super Bowl. It's time to make a change. Well, says you, but they're not going to. They're just not going to. Giovanni tweets, how can you say they shouldn't fire Tomlin and then turn right around and say they will never win a Super Bowl with him? That doesn't make much sense. Uh, No, I said they'd never win a Super Bowl with this group of players. I don't know how long Tomlin plans to continue coaching, but this group of players just doesn't have the focus and discipline. And yeah, that's on Tomlin. He's enabled a culture that is not conducive to winning. Well, in some areas it might be conducive to winning, just not when you're dealing with the Belichick culture in New England and now the culture that Tom Coughlin appears to be building in Jacksonville. If we're just tuning in, the Pirates traded Andrew McCutcheon to San Francisco. That's hot on the heels of Garrett Cole getting traded to Houston over the weekend. Uh, Felipe Rivero, the closer, he's not happy. He just tweeted a gif out of Jim from The Office saying over and over again in angry fashion, what is going on? Felipe, this shouldn't have to be explained to you. You've been around the organization a couple of years now, but I will say I don't think you'll have to worry about it much longer, young man, because no point having a closer when you're going to be a 72-win team. I would think Felipe Rivera will be traded at some point, uh, perhaps closer to the trade deadline in the middle of next season. Uh let's go to Mark in Tennessee. Mark, you're on the Mark Madden show. Uh, that
1: quote from just means that Todd Haley's out the door because there's no way that they sign up for three more years of that guy
2: screaming. Well
0: Madden. now now that was said off the record to teammates, but I do think Todd Haley is almost certainly done. Had had they been happy with him, they would have extended him before his contract uh ran out, which I, I think I don't know if there's a date when it runs out, but uh this was his last season under contract.
1: Let's get into this culture thing a little bit because that's pretty interesting to me. There's an interesting dichotomy going on. Um, this, I, I think, you can trace it back to two or three years ago when Mike Tomlin came out and said um, he was fine with the, these these players promoting their brand, and it seemed that he seemed to quote that as on a par with winning. And now after this this
0: latest, I economy, don't recall if he said that he's enabling a culture that is counterproductive in many respects that that doesn't treat work as work that allows the players to promote their brand ahead of the interest of the team and nobody is ever supposed to know an unpleasant moment that's the culture he's promoted it is diametrically opposed to what bill belichick does in new england and now what tom Coughlin is trying to do in jacksonville the steelers are behind new england and jacksonville and i think with this group of players and this culture they will continue to fall even further behind. Let's go now to the uh, former star quarterback at Adams College. He is uh, Stan the Man Gable. Stan Gravitas.
2: Latin Gravitas. So let me ask you a question. If you have one organization that doesn't want to pay its players and consequently can't get to the next level, And you have another organization whose coach allows a culture that won't allow the organization to get to the next level. What's the difference?
0: Uh, There's a big difference. Uh, With the Steelers, you can dream. And they're in a position to win. They just don't follow through and go over the top because of the culture and because of the uh, attitudes of the individuals on the team. Whereas with the Pirates... They're not even selling hope anymore. The one thing that every sports team should be required to sell is hope. And when you go thirteen and three, you're actually selling a lot more than hope. I mean, me, Stan, I'm not impressed because it led to nothing. I think this season was an abject failure, and I think that thirteen and three record has been proven to be fraudulent. But it's better what the Pirates are selling. Here's
2: the deal: is it the chicken and the egg? Is it New England's culture exists because Belichick and upper ownership, and then I guess what's happening in Jacksonville, or at what point is an incumbent on veteran leadership of the of the players to establish that culture? I mean,
0: these guys are grown men. Yeah, but, but you know what the problem with the Steelers and their leadership is? You can lead, Stan, but what if nobody follows? Well, let me, unfortunately, you, that just... let me tell you. Let me tell you. That was something noted by Troy Pulamalu on this program. It's something that was noted off the record, not to be, but to many people, by Brett Keisel. His frustration with that locker room on his way out the door. And uh, I can't speak for Ben but I can't imagine that that's the selling point that made him stay. I think that's a very tough locker room. Really, just about every NFL locker room, it's a tough locker room to be a leader in. But uh, I think Belichick's almost just about taking leadership out of the equation by just being a overlord. And it works. If it didn't work, it would really be a point of criticism, but it does work. I
2: think you have two extremes. I think Tom Tomlin is at one extreme. And do you remember when Greg Schiano coached Tampa Bay a couple years ago and yes. the players revolted? So I think that it's a fine line of managing the culture in, you know, I guess Belich- See, I, I don't
0: think it is a fine line. I think in New England, if you if you buck the culture, you're gone. And he said guys come in there that were unbelievable problem children like Randy Moss that were scared to death of him and wouldn't dare buck the culture.
2: This is my last question. Do you think it's understated the level of leverage that Ben has over the organization in terms of them needing him more?
0: then he needs them. Uh, No question. And I think that's why Todd Haley won't be back. Uh, I think it's a matter of how much Ben wants to utilize that leverage. I think the only guy Ben couldn't get rid of is Tomlin, but I think he'll have say over just about anybody else.
2: Why do you think he's not more vocal with that leverage then, just on his style?
0: What, What else would you have him do? I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. Well, I mean, here's it's a catch-22 for Ben as well, Stan. I'll give an example. I guarantee A.B. drives him crazy, but how can you not want him on your team? Same with Love Bell. That's your cue. Hurt in an accident? <laughs> Don't I wish. 412-333-9939. But if I were, I'd call the law firm of Shenderovich, Shendarovich and Fishman, the three wise men. Okay, bitch about Kutch, bitch about the Steelers, be happy about the Penguins. 412-333-WXDX.
1: And now the super genius, Mark Madden. How
0: you doing today, honey? Really good, sweetheart. Like Borderline it. violent. Very noisy. Absolutely beautiful. The X at 1059. Okay, here's where the Pirates confuse me. Ken Rosenthal is reporting the Pirates are signing left handed closer Felipe Rivera to a four year contract with two club options. Guarantees believed to be about $22 million, with each club option worth $10 million. The deal would cover all four arbitration years and potentially two free agent years. Okay, I understand why they're doing that. Uh, it's a PR move after you trade Cole and Kutch. And I'm sorry, but if you think that signing Rivera makes up for losing Cole and Kutch, then you're even dumber than powered ownership believes you are. But why do they need a closer when they're going to stink? Why does a 70 or 75-win team need a closer? Again, it's all machination. It's all PR. Don't look over here. Look over there. But uh, I don't think anyone's looking away from them trading Andrew McCutcheon today and Garrett Cole over the weekend. Let's go to Joe and Mars. Joe, you're on with Double M. How you doing, Mark? Great. I I was just wondering, when we blocked that punt, why we didn't take a shot downfield? I mean, we were burning them all day deep. That's the one time I thought the Steelers might win the game. But that's easier said than done because while they were burning them all day deep, I'm not sure you wanted to saturate your play calling with that because those are still two really good cornerbacks.
1: Yeah, but when you got a momentum swing like that, don't you go for the jugular?
0: I would like to see them make a first down. If they make a first down, I think they're pretty close to the jugular. But, but needless to say, once they blocked that punt, uh, what they did immediately after, failed and went a long way towards losing the game. Let's go to Jess Dan in Export. Dan, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Mark. Yep. Hey, love to share, buddy. Thanks.
1: Hey, I was just calling. I don't think the offense is to blame here. I mean, they,
2: they did their job. They put up 42 points. I think the defense let us down by well, a well, be Well, to be fair,
0: the offense uh, committed two turnovers, although that one interception by Miles Jack was just a great play. And then you had the fumble recovery for a touchdown. But... Uh, But let's say the offense gave Jacksonville 14 points. Okay. Well, the offense also scored 42 points with no help from the defense. So if you want to be mad about Ben's mistakes or point a finger at the offense in any small way, the offense was plus 28 on the day. I agree. The offense made up for its mistakes as best it could, but the defense wouldn't allow for a full-fledged recovery let's go to bill in north for sales bill you're on the mark madden show how you doing Mark? terrific a
1: question what is your take on the uh show when you're not 20 points and you score a touchdown
0: i didn't notice that they did that i think they celebrated a couple touchdowns but they didn't do the long drawn out type crap if they did i didn't notice i don't care at least they scored a touchdown at least they got back in the game Believe me, there are a lot bigger problems to debate in the wake of yesterday than them celebrating too much for your liking. Let's go to Jason in Cannonsburg. Jason, you're on with the Super Genius. Hey, Mark, I was
2: on about uh, Mike Tomlin's winning percentage, and yeah, it's great, but uh, Dan Boswell had a pretty good winning percentage, too, in the regular season, and the Penguins were smart enough to say he's not going to win us a cup, so they get rid of him, and then they win two cups.
0: Okay, who would you bring in for, for Tomlin?
2: Well, I can't. I can't answer that right
0: now. Now you see that's it. To call for Tomlin to be uh, dismissed, uh, and then not know who you want to bring in and what you expect of that coach, that's a little short-sighted. And I should note that a coaching change in hockey is much simpler, and uh, there are a lot more quality hockey head coaches out there than there are quality football head coaches.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have known to bring in, you know, who we brought in for.
0: Penguins either. Well, well, right, but but the point is there were guys like that available, and it took them a while to get to that guy. Before that, there was a terrible hire, Mike Johnston. I mean, right. it's a good move because it worked, brah, but, but, but Tomlin has a great winning percentage, and the Steelers' theory always has been. If you make the playoffs every year, sooner or later, you'll get on a Super Bowl run. And uh, that's been borne out, hasn't it? Yeah, I guess so you got to understand, Jason, part of this is, and this has nothing to do with the loss yesterday to Jacksonville, but part of the frustration is, as well as the Steelers have been run, and as good a winning percentage as Tomlin has, he only has the one Super Bowl and one other appearance because the Steelers have played in the era of an absolute monster dynasty super team, New England.
2: Yeah, that's a good point too about
0: New England. Now, if down. you could fire Tom and bring in Belichick, I guess I'd be for that. Let's go to Tony on the East Side. Tony, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mister Mike, now you
1: doing? I just want to say, uh, man, the, the Pirates. You know, they sell out. The Steelers tease us, but those Pinguinos are all right, baby, and man, they, they they're keeping us uh, keeping us through a tough. Uh, Why well, can't year. I can't
0: fault the Steelers? The Steelers do their best to win. I just think some of what they do in terms of the team's culture is misguided. But the Steelers as an organization do put forth every ounce of energy and resources to try and win, as do the Penguins. The Pirates are stealing your money. Let's go to Chris and Butler. Chris, you're on with Double M.
1: Uh, So what about the Pirates trades? I'm not a Pirate fan looking from the outside in. I think okay. the hearts going for quantity over quality. It's well, it's, as... it, bro,
0: it's not quantity over quality. They're they're dumping salary. They've cut payroll over $22 million since the end of last year. They want to make more money. I mean, if you look at the Cole trade or the McCutcheon trade as a baseball trade, you're a dope. Let's go to James in the car. James, you're on with Double M.
1: Mark, how's it going? Terrific. Any other time team trades away the face of their franchise, they, that would be all the talk. The Pirates are so lucky that the Steelers
0: blew it yesterday. How, well, how don't you think that, that people up? expected McCutcheon to be traded? And, and i got to say, I would not have signed him for what Cutch is expecting to get when he turns free agent at season's end. I guess it depends. I, they haven't said yet what they got for him yet, have they? No, but they got crap. They got some pitcher named Crick. I think they're going to make him live in Turtle Crick and try to get a sponsorship. And then I guess Harris will be the next one. Yeah, I think so. Why would he want to stay? Mark my words, here's the side effect from this nobody has yet spotted. Marte and Polanco are going to tank it now. They're going to figure we can't win, what's the point, and they'll be useless. It's not time to ask Mark anything. 412 wxdx Ask me anything that you like about anything you like. That number again, 412 wxdx Ask Mark anything right now. You're on
1: 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Um, what
0: do you think about the new, I can't remember what I called, sorry. Really awesome call. The X at 105.9. Still not sure exactly what the Pirates got from San Francisco for McCutcheon. Here's a look at that Felipe Rivero contract. He gets 2.5 in 2018, 4 million in 2019, 5.25 in 2020, 7.25 in 2021, club option in 2022 and 2023 for $10 million per year, or they can buy him out for 1 million in 2022, half a million in 2023. So they'll trade him before he's making $7.25 million in 2021. And again, I don't see why you need a closer with the team they're going to have. And are you rebuilding or not? I mean, you, you trade Kutch, you trade Cole, you're going to trade Harrison, and you sign this reliever to a contract that keeps him here ostensibly for six years but you really think you're gonna have a good team in that time i doubt it let's go to jimmy in upper st clair jimmy ask mark anything hello jimmy
2: hey hey hey. So, so what do you think the difference in the probability of a team recovering an onside kick versus any team going down the field and scoring a touchdown in the last
0: two minutes well the steelers are terrible at onside kicks that was the uh, catch-22 of the decision made by Tomlin wait yesterday's game, Jimmy. Boswell's a great kicker. He sucks at onside kicks. And the Steelers' defense hadn't stopped Jacksonville all day.
2: So do you think they use their, any statistics though
0: on the sidelines when they make those decisions? I, I don't know. I I think I broke it down pretty good just there, don't you? I mean, don't you have to judge on the day?
2: Well... I mean, if it's a less than 1% chance of getting the onside kick, I'd go with the... uh, I think
0: it's more than than less than 1% chance. But I would have kicked deep because they just aren't good at onside kicks. Then again, they're not good at defense. They needed to do a lot more and make better decisions before having to make that one and then botch the onside kick. Let's go to Lee in Monroeville. Lee, ask Mark anything. Hi, Mr. Madden. Uh earlier you were mentioning
3: or talking with another caller about who might be a better coaching candidate for uh, than Mike Tomlin. Uh what about someone like Mike Munchak, who's already on the staff?
0: Mike Munchak failed miserably at Tennessee. Not as much
3: talent there as Pittsburgh has.
0: Yeah, I, he failed miserably at Tennessee. I mean, do you really want an offensive lineman as your head coach? I don't know. I don't really like the guy we have now. Well, I mean, you probably weren't saying that before yesterday, were you? Yeah, I was. I've been saying that for years. Well, he has the 15th best winning percentage in the history of football, and they're just not going to fire him. Leaves the line open. Ask Mark anything by dialing 412-333-WXDX. Let's go to Jake in the car. Jake, ask Mark anything.
3: Hey, Mark, it's been a while. How you been? Terrific. Good. uh, Any intentions on watching the Royal Rumble in a couple weeks? And if so, do you have any predictions?
0: Uh, Probably not. I mean, uh, is Charlotte even on the card? I know she's not in the Royal Rumble. Has she worked with anybody?
3: Uh, As of now, I don't think she has a match, but I can't imagine that they don't. See,
0: I hate the Royal Rumble because the the, the idea is the winner of the Rumble gets a world title shot at WrestleMania, right? Correct. That's lazy booking. You should be creating issues and storylines that lead to somebody getting a title shot at WrestleMania, not just taking the easy way out and saying, okay, whoever wins the Rumble gets it. And I'm not interested in seeing the women's Royal Rumble because I don't think they have enough quality women to do it, and I don't think the women they do have have enough experience in situations like that with a lot of people in the ring to make it a very watchable match. I mean, Ruby Riot, My God. <laughs> I mean, have you seen her? I, I have. She's pretty rough. <laughs> you got to look the part, brah. I'm not talking about her face either. I mean, we all look like what we look like, but she's this skinny, tattooed. I mean, you got to look the part. She doesn't. Let's go to Mike and Gibsonia. Mike, ask Mark anything. Hey, yeah. Could you tell me about the ba- best steak you've ever had? Well, steak or prime rib? What do you mean? Uh. If you want to go prime rib, that's cool, too. Well, my favorite steak is the Chicago kind of Gibson's in Chicago. That is my favorite steak anywhere. That's my favorite restaurant anywhere. Gibson's in Chicago, their steak. Uh, My favorite prime rib, I've had so many good ones. Uh, Locally, I like Ditka's in – boy, I answer the same questions all the time. Goodbye. Locally, I like Ditka's in Robinson and the Grant Bar in Millville. Let's go to Tom in the car. Tom, ask Mark anything. Hey, what up, man? What up, man? Hey, uh, so uh, I don't know if you saw it
3: earlier today, but uh, Man City are officially uh, out of the running and try to get Alexis Sanchez. Uh, I was seeing some stuff about him going to Manchester United. Uh, do you think it's going to happen? Do I don't see where Manchester
0: to? United puts him. Why do they need Alexis Sanchez?
3: No, I'm, oh, I'm with you. I, I don't think they really need him either. I, I mean, right Sanchez. now
0: they have four people who are best playing center forward, correct? Right, yeah. They got uh, Ibrahimović, Lukaku... Marcial and Rashford—they're all center forwards, right?
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, they could play out left too. They're not very good at it. No, that's that's all. I've true. seen them
0: all do it. They're not very good at it. Where would you put Sanchez?
3: I put him out. of, I mean, you got Mata playing the right wing side. I guess you'd have to play Alexis out left and then go do three at the top. But you know, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about that either.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think it helps him. That strikes me. And Josie's good at this, by the way. Oh yeah. That strikes me as collecting players instead of building a team.
3: No, I'm with you. Yeah, It doesn't seem like a Mourinho kind of move. I mean, do you think he can play the midfield? At this point in his career, eh, I don't know. I I don't think I would get somebody like Alexis Sanchez. You'd be trying to to convert
0: him, correct? You'd be putting him in the... Exactly. For me, if you want Alexis Sanchez, you should be putting him in the position where he'll help you most. And Plus, which, if you get all them guys who all want to play the same place... Sooner or later there's gonna be a problem, correct? Yeah, no,
3: you're right. Especially, you know, you know, how long is Mourinho gonna be this cool calm collected? Well play? not only that with
0: Ibra, know. how long is Ibrahimovic gonna not play?
3: Uh I don't I don't know, because I mean you, we don't know about about his knee, because I mean he came back from that injury super quickly, so he still is there's
0: questions about his If If I's available, he's gonna to expect to play. Thank you very much. Uh, Let's go to uh uh Dustin in Florida, Dustin. Ask Mark anything. Hey, what's up, Mark? What up? Hey, would Pat McAfee
1: made that onside kick? Yes. He would, wouldn't he? he?
0: I think he would have not only executed the kick well, but recovered the ball and possibly scored a touchdown. (laughs) Can I ask you another question? I figure at least gets 20 yards upfield, don't you? I think so. There you go. Hello?
2: Um, Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, go ahead, real quick.
2: Okay. Um... What do you think about Big Ben? Does he have the decision to do the uh, QB sneak, or is that totally Todd Haley?
0: Oh, he always has the decision to make it.
2: Just oh, tap really?
0: just tap Marquise Ponzi and go ahead and do it. So uh, that's why the play calling, I hate to criticize anybody because, you know, you never know how many filters it went through by the time the ball is snapped. Liverpool 4, Manchester City 3. Somebody on Mersey side says something fired up. More steeler post mortem tomorrow and goodbye to Kutch. one oh five nine yet.